this is a thing that uh, I don't want to drag this on. So and this is something I want to get into. But before we get into it, why don't you stand with me once more. And let's, we have a faith confession that we make around here. Just say it out loud with me. For the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Whom the Lord has redeemed from the hands of the enemy. Well, let's look at one another. Say, that's you and I. Well, I got one more confession for you. We have what we call our church confession of belief. It's called the Apostles' Creed. It's our confession of belief that we make every time we come together because I recognize that everyone don't have these core principles in their spirit. And you, they can be easily swayed. So you say this all along with me. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Catholic Church. The communion of saints. The forgiveness of sins. The resurrection of the body. And the life everlasting. And the church says, you may be seated. Now, I know we always have new listeners. When you hear the word Catholic, it throws some people. Say, well, you know, I had one guy call in and say, well, why do you say Catholic? Because the word Catholic means universal. Amen. You and I, we are part of a universal body of Christ. Amen. And so don't let the word Catholic throw you. Uh, we are a part of a body. So, and tonight I want to give you... Uh, the theme of what we are talking about, the word that God gave me is the open door. And so, Case, if you go to Revelation chapter 3 and look at verse 8. Let me give you um, and notice it says here in Revelation uh, uh I know the I know thy works, and behold, I have set before thee an what open door. And notice this: if you're taking notes in your Bible, circle that. No man can shut it. That's 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 for all you are, Bishop Carlos. No man can shut it. So I want you to look at and re, and begin to start thinking about and realizing what God is saying to you. Look, we're, we're, we're going into a new season, R. Jeremy. We're not going to be talking about what God going to do. You know, when, tonight when you hear me saying what God is going to do, we're talking about if the promise have time in it, then we have to have patience. We have to employ patience as a fruit to bring us to it. For an example... A woman may be expecting a baby, right? Well, you know it's not going to come overnight. So it takes 36 to 40 weeks before that pregnancy. So guess what? That means it's in the process of what? Happening. Can you see what I'm saying? It's in the process. So if the promise has time involved, like a pregnancy have time involved, then guess what? We wait patiently. The word patient means we are constantly being steady, looking forward to what is taking place, to the promise birth itself. That's just one incident, okay? Everything doesn't take nine months, okay? 
So it's going to be dependent upon what it is that God has said to you. Okay? Now watch this. So he said, I have, I have set before you an open door. And that's what this year, that's what 2024 is. It's going to be the year of open door. And there's another part that goes in. I, I give it to you in just a moment. He said, no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength and has kept my word and has not denied my name. In other words, since COVID 2019, the church have gone through, uh, I mean, I mean, unhumane scrutiny. Okay, and because of that, notice this. There, I'm told right now, some churches still it has not opened up. You follow me? Some churches still have not reopened. And uh, for whatever reason, but my point is, is that the enemy was trying to destroy the church. Keep it shut down. Okay? And so the church has been moving forward little by little, little by little. You know, we're getting a little. And here it is, and this is what it means by, for thou hast had little strength. And as kept my word, no matter what came against you, you did not deny my name. You didn't back off my word. And because of it, now we're embarking upon a new season, whereas now we're going to be able to see those things that, as the scriptures say, calling those things that be not as though they were. Okay? So we're not just going to be talking about something that what the word says, but you're going to gain a revelation. Let me just show you this, what this here. This other word here, it means uh, that God is talking about an appointed time. The open door for an appointed time. The word appointed time is, and the reason why I got that word, because I looked at the word four, I mean the number four. So we're getting ready to enter into what? 2024. So the word for means appointed time. God, numbers mean something to God. Okay? And so when you look at the number four, you know, and it's amazing because I've been teaching on it for three months and didn't realize it. I've been teaching on it for three months and didn't even realize it until he showed me this Tuesday morning. And notice this, this word in the Greek, this word appointed time is kairos. And what it refers to is in God's appointed time, in God's purpose. So when we talk about appointed time, we talk about appointed time in God's purpose. In other words, there is God's purpose for your life. There's a purpose that God has you here tonight. There's a purpose, those that are listening by uh, Facebook, there's a purpose. And so his appointed time is in his purpose. Notice this. This is the time when God acts. Okay? This is the time that God acts. Um, notice this. This word, carols, are appointed time also means an opportune time. A time of opportunity. So the church is going to have a time. We are entering into an opportune time that whereas the door is open and no man can shut it. So in other words, there are some things that's going to come down the pipe during this year that's going to try to shake and, and rattle the church. But this time it's not going to happen. Okay. But. Everyone won't be able to enjoy the fruit thereof because everyone won't take the word of God for what it says and trust him. Because you're not going to have anything tangible that you can put your hands on. You're not going to have anything that you can physically see to say, I know God is with me. You won't have nothing but his word. That's why it's important that you have the promise of God's word so when an attack takes place, when an assault shows up, you have the word of God. He sent his word, Psalm 107, I mean not Psalm, yeah, Psalm 107, 20. He sent his word and healed me. Not he's gonna, he sent it. Now you have to do what? Receive it. 
See, I don't have to stay sick. I don't have to let sickness keep, you know, stay in my life, stay in my body. I don't have to let things happen in my, my, in my, in my body. I've been fighting this for 12 months. I've been fighting this for six months. I've been fighting this. No. You stop it. You do something about it. This is the opportune time to take back your life. Hmm? Are you, are you following me? This is the opportune time that you take back your life. Because if you don't take it back, then guess what? <coughs> Excuse me. The enemy will continue to use a run roughshod over your life. Are you following me? Thank you. He will continue to run roughshod over your life. Why? Because he recognized you won't walk in your authority. And, and this is where, this is where we're going to see disappointed time. Notice this. It's an opportune time. Notice this. Coming to a head, taking full advantage. The suitable time. The right moment. The favorable moment. That's what we're living in. Every day of your life now is suitable. It's your time. It's the favorable time. Because God's favor is on you. Why? Because that's what 24, that's what the word, that's what number four means. 2024. It's not what you're trying to do. It's what God already has done. Amen. You're walking it out. Can you see it? You're walking it out. Okay. Watch this. I know I have to add scripture to, more scripture to, but Here's, notice this word, appointed time. Here it is. About seven things I want to say about this. Number one, the appointed time give access to blessing. You know what the word access means? It means to, it means a mission. It means, you know, like when we was a kid, when I was a kid, you know, we used to go to the movie theater. You know, they had to give you the ticket to get here at the, at the, at the one. Remember that? And then they take half of it and give you half, and they put the other half. So what? If I walk out, I can show that hey, I already paid. Right. Now they don't do things like that today, but y'all y'all understand what I'm saying. <laughs> so you telling your age? I don't care. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and but you see, what I had my ticket was my way of getting in, my way of access into the movie. Well, faith is your admission. Faith is that ticket. Faith is that way, is that response to the promise to God's grace. Are you following what I'm saying? So if you don't use the faith of Christ to partake, then the goods, the merchandise is going to stay on the counter. It's going to stay in the, it's going to stay in the heavenly realm. See, the kingdom of God is now. It's not a physical kingdom, it's a spiritual kingdom, but you use words to activate the kingdom of heaven that you can't see, but it is just as real. Matter of fact, it's more real than the realm of the physical because the realm of the physical comes from the realm of the unseen. But we have more faith and we have more uh, understanding in this realm rather than when we say the word, say, well, you know, I know the word say by his stripes is healed, but you know, the Bible say, you know, if you don't help, God help those who help, you know, who help them. That, that's not in the Bible. That's Benjamin Franklin said that. Y'all took something that Benjamin Franklin said and put it in the Bible. <laughs> Are you... You getting what I'm saying? So another uh, another uh, thing for the word appointed time, you know, access to blessing, divine guidance, divine guidance. Psalm 91 and Ephesians 6, 10 through 18 is going to be should be your favorite scriptures that you quote to yourself every day. You can't wait to a crisis. You got to prepare yourself now. Are you following what I'm saying? You have to put on your lips every day you wake up. No evil shall befall me. Every tongue that rise up against me today, I rent it null and void. What give me that right? I'm the righteousness of God. Are you following me? 
I'm the righteousness. So by so because I am the righteousness of God, that I'm taking the faith of Christ and I'm saying what I have a right to. Amen. Uh, the third thing this word appointed time has deliverance. You know, you might not be bound by drugs. Maybe you are. It could be prescription drugs. It could be over-the-counter, whatever. But, you know, deliverance could be fear. You have this fear. And what the Bible says, God is not what? First John 4 18, God is what? Not what? Giving us what? The spirit of fear, but of power and of love and what? See, God's not giving you the spirit of fear. So if God is not giving you, and the Bible, the word fear in the Bible is 365 times that God said fear not. We got how many days in a year? You think God, you think God was trying to get a, get a point to us? Fear not. Faith cannot be present where fear is. It's got to be one or the other. Amen? I mean, the hair might be standing up on your back, but you don't let the devil know. In the name of Jesus, I am healed. In the name of Jesus, all my needs have been met according to his riches. I'm not quoting my word. I'm not trying to, I'm not getting some motivation word. I'm not trying to find something to build my, hike myself up. No, I'm using the words that brought me redemption, words that gave me life. It's his word. So if you don't take his word and speak his word back to the situation, to the crisis, then guess what? You will stay bound in your presence. You get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Amen? Amen. Yeah? Another word there is, you know, so deliverance me. Hey, I, whatever it is you need to be delivered from. Another uh, spiritual revelation. So there's a lot of spiritual revelation that's going to take place in this appointed time. Because you're going to have to have that spiritual revelation. Spiritual revelation is what? It's having the insight, having a knowing of the word of God. Okay? Let me, let me, let me, uh, let me give you examples to some of this. Okay, Casey, go with me to uh, Exodus chapter uh, 3. And look at this for a moment. Let's use Moses as an object lesson tonight. I've been using him for a while, but let's go back. Look at, Reve I mean, Revelation. Uh, what did I say? Exodus chapter 3. And look at verse, uh, go to verse 1. Now Moses kept the flock of Jephthah, his father-in-law, the priest of the Midian, and he led the flock of the, uh, to the backside of the desert, now, he's been back there for 40 years. Okay? Now, God told Abraham that Abraham, that he will, the people of God will go to a nation and he will judge that nation after about 400 years. But then we know in Exodus, I think, uh, chapter 14, they were there 430 years. Where did the extra 30 years come from? If God said 400. The extra, 30, the extra 30 years came from Moses trying to be the deliverer himself. He knew he was called as the deliverer, but he did not discern the timing of that deliverance to take place. Are you getting me? See, you, see, one thing to have the timing of something, the purpose of what you're called for. But now do you have the timing, meaning is it time to activate this? Do, why? Because if you don't have that, then you can't move forward. Okay? You're only moving forward when God hands on you. So I'm getting ready to demonstrate this. So notice this. Moses is on the backside of this mountain believing God for another opportunity. And um, notice here, let's see, go back, Casey, to chapter 2 and look at, what is it, what verse is it that, uh, that Moses killed that Egyptian? What, let's see, find that verse, Casey, and 
Look at this. It's the latter part of chapter 2. And Moses said that this thing is known. Verse 14. Verse 14 that's what I thought. Look at verse 14, chapter 2. He said, and he said, who made thee? Go back to verse, uh, uh, the prior verse of it. And when he went out the second day, behold, two men of the Hebrews strolled together. Go back one more. One more. Here we go. And it came to pass that in those days when Moses was grown. Now, I like the way, if I don't get to it, I'll write this down, Acts chapter 7, and look at verses, uh, we'll start at verse 20 through verse 30, if I don't get to it. And it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown, that he went out to his brother. In other words, in Acts, he pointed out when he was 40 years old, it came to him that he was to be the deliverer. How did that happen? God had to tell him. So he knew he was called as the deliverer, but he didn't know when he was supposed to act as the deliverer. That's important. Okay, watch this. He said that he went unto his brother and looked on their burden, and he spied an Egyptian smiting in Hebrew one of his brethren. Next verse, Casey. And he looked this way and that way, and notice this. And when he saw that there was no man, you see what he did? What did he do? He took it in his own hand. I can't stand this injustice. Hmm? There's always going to be injustice. Yes, God called you and I to do something about it, but guess what? God has a plan. We have to wait. We have to do it God's way, right? Watch this. He slew the Egyptian, and he hid him in the sand. And when he, and when he went the second day, behold, now watch this. Two men of the Hebrews strode together, and he said unto him that did the wrong, wherefore smited thou fellow? Hmm? Look, what I'm trying to show you. People don't have no regard of you being a lead just because you're trying to help them. Because now when you step in their Kool-Aid, well, who made you God? Is that right? Well, look at the next verse. Watch this. And he said, who made thee a prince and a judge over us? In other words, Moses called to be the deliverer, but they don't even recognize him as the deliverer. You could step in time and say, well, I'm called to be the deliverer to you. And you say, well, I don't know you. Are you following me? It, what I'm trying to show you, it has to be the Lord put something on you before people will notice that God called you. It's not enough for you just to say, God called me. If you're born again, all of us in here are called. But what uh, there are specifics that God has assigned us, has allotted unto us. Notice this. He said, you intend to kill us as thou killed the Egyptian? And Moses feared and said, surely this thing is known. Let me see how you handle this verse of Scripture. Put this up here, Casey. Look at uh, Hebrews chapter 11. And yeah, Moses did flee. But look at verse 27. Same story. Moses back here on the, on the backside of this mountain. How about some of us? We've made some mistakes. We've done some things out of order. And here we're crying out to God, Lord, give me another chance. Lord, help me. Right? Look at this. Read, let's all read that together. Ready? Read. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is what? So who, 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 who was he looking for? It wasn't, he wasn't looking for Pharaoh. He didn't fear Pharaoh. He didn't leave because of him. Because it shows you right here. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. I could care less about him. But he knew he acted out of timing. 
Because the people who he was trying to stand up for did not know him. Did not recognize him. So he had to leave. So now, the oppression that is on the children of Israel, he has increased the, the oppression of them for 30 more years. The oppression and hard labor for 30 more years because he did not recognize timing. He did not recognize God. Now watch this. Casey, okay, so go back to chapter 3 and look at, and look at uh, verse 1 of uh, Exodus. It said, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of the Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert. Now watch this. And the angel of the Lord did what? Where? Out of the midst of a bush, right? And he looked and behold, the bush was what? Burned with fire, but what? The bush was not what? Now God is talking to him. And what I'm trying to get you to see, God will be talking to you. You're crying out to God. You're looking for another opportunity. This is the season of open door. Now, God, there are some things that are going to happen in your life to see, are you ready to step into that open door? Watch this. Next verse. And Moses said, I will now turn aside. That's your part. See, faith is partaking. What faith is it? He's acting to see what, what is it? God is revealing what is in his hand. But then guess what? You and I have to step up and say, okay, let me see what is this going on. I will now turn aside and see this great sight while the bush is not burned. Right? And then God goes on to tell him, next verse, pull your shoes off. Notice that. When the Lord saw that he did what? Turned aside because what was God doing? He was looking to see, Brother Joe, Moses, are you ready to do it my way? Are you ready now to receive my instruction? Are you ready now to let me lead you? Well, look at it. And God called him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. That's what Moses was on that backside of that mountain looking for. That's what he was crying out for. But watch this. So he drew nigh. He pulled off his shoes, pulled off his feet. And he said, well, the place you stand is holy ground. Next verse. Now you're getting ready to see purpose. Open door for Moses. The open door for Moses is what? He, first of all, he knows he's a deliverer. But he didn't discern the time. Now the time is now for him. There are some things that we try to do in our own that was hard. And the reason why it was hard because we did it out of time, out of season. Now, no more of that. Watch this. I am the Lord. I mean, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Moses did what? Hid his faith for he was what? Afraid to look upon God. Number one, that's humility. You're not taking this for granted now. Next verse, Casey. Listen to how the Lord talking. Listen, I want you to pay close attention on the focus of what God is saying. And the Lord said, I have surely seen. Who seen the affliction? The Lord said, I have seen the affliction of my people in Egypt. And I've heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. Well, think about it today. We have a world of people that is under a taskmaster of principalities, powers, and spiritual wickedness, using through drugs, through pornography, through alcohol, through uh, oppression, through depression. I mean, transgender, uh, homosexuality. Those are your taskmasters now. Those are your taskmasters. Spirits, wicked spirits. Unclean spirit. Those are your taskmasters. And notice this. For I know their sorrow. Can you see it? Watch this. I am come down. Notice what the Lord said. Everything so far has been what he has come down to. 
but he need you and I to carry it out. Amen? Watch this. I've come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptian, to bring them out of the land unto a good land, a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto a place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, all those Ikes. Next verse, Casey. <laughs> and notice this. He said, Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come unto me. I have also seen what? There, seen the oppression wherewith, what? The Egyptian has done what? So think about the things that has oppressed you over the years. Things that brought fear to you. Things that brought to, to a place, this sickness may come back. May not have enough money to, uh, to pay my rent. May not have enough money to uh, put gas in my car. May not have enough money to do this and etc. The enemy always uses, oppression always comes from something of your past. Whatever you walked out of, the enemy has nothing to use but your past. He don't have nothing new. He can't use my issue and put on you. He has to use your issue and bring back to you and paint a picture to you of failure. And that's when you have to be the one to say no. No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. You don't stop right there. Most Christians, they stop right there. Put that verse of scripture up, Casey. Isaiah 54, 17, we'll come back. It belongs to you, but notice this. If you don't take advantage and step up to the plate and represent part two, you can't have part one. See, no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. That's where we stop. Huh? And it says, every tongue that rises up against me in judgment, who shall condemn it? I got to do it. So if you don't stop it, it won't go. You can say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. God said, yep, that's right, that's right. Well, what you going to do about it? When are you going to stop it? When are you going to take authority of it? Well, Lord, I'm waiting on you. The Lord, <laughs> he don't have no power to. He gave it to you and I. It's in the earth. Hmm? Can you see it? Notice this. He said, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against, every tongue. So what's rising up against you? What's talking to you? Who's talking to you? What's denying you access? Because whatever is talking to you, you have to be the one to stop it. If you don't stop it, it will run you crazy. And you have some people say, well, the Lord used that to humble me. No, he didn't. God don't need nothing to humble you and I. Not like that. You're a son, a daughter. Can you see, can you see putting, your, putting your son, your daughter in the fire? See, I've got to teach him something. Put him outside for a little while in the cold air. Got to teach him something. I'll let him back in later. That's not a good father. That's brutality. Boy, y'all quiet on me in here. Pastor, he always mess with me. You see? Are y'all getting what I'm saying? Yeah. So he said. Every tongue that rises up against you, you should be the one to do what? Condemn it. Why? This is the heritage of the servant of the Lord and their righteousness of me. You and I are the righteous of God. This is the theme of, my, of the whole year is teaching on the righteousness of God. Righteousness is your trump card. If you don't use that trump card as your access of knowing that I got a right to this, I'm telling you, the enemy will use your past. He will use everything about you and tell you you don't qualify. Right? And I'm telling you, that's a lie from the pit of hell. That's not the gospel. Uh, okay, Casey, go back to Exodus. What are we talking about? 
there's an open door. But if you don't take, see, right here is an open door when the enemy harass your mindset, trying to steal your joy, and you just sit there and just say, well, no weapon formed against me. And if you don't take authority of it and understand that you got to pull that, yes, I hear that, Lord. Before you go that, go back to go to Second, uh, Second Corinthians chapter 10 and look at verse 3. See, the open door is you got access to walk in and take what is rightfully yours. I mean, think about it. Every one of us came here in a vehicle, right? Or with someone with a vehicle, right? So the one who had the vehicle, I mean, guess what? You have, you have the keys to access to get in your car, right? Yep. What if somebody tried to deny you not to get in your car? Ain't happening. Jeremy said, ain't, uh, ain't happening. That's the act. That's the same. That's the same uh, 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 tenacity you're supposed to have when the enemy want to put you in a place. Well, you know, colon cancer running your family, brother. So you might want to watch it. Hmm. And you just let that sit there. No, the devil's a lie. When I got born again, the blood of Jesus said, colon cancer may be in my family. Guess what? It stopped with me. When it got to me, it died right there. See, I, got a, I, I have a right. You can't, you can't afford to be passive with the things of the kingdom of God. The enemy doesn't play fair. Hmm? Watch this. For though we walk in the flesh, this is what most people have been, been trying to do in the, in the body of Christ. They've been trying to fight their fight, their war after the flesh. Fighting a thought with a thought. You ever try to, you, you ever got, you, you ever, you know, you ever got uh, hit by a mosquito? I mean, you know, I'd be laying in bed at night, mosquitoes just love this chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> My wife be over there. She been seeing could be everywhere, and them things don't even touch her. I said she must have got more faith than I got or something. I don't know. But you be hitting yourself, doing what? Trying to do what? Get it off of you. Is that right? I mean, so that, I mean, look, it was so it was so bad at one time. I I had to I had to keep me a can off in my in my in my little in my little nightstand. I say, now I'm comfortable. And then, you know, I realize if I don't take authority over it, guess what? It can continue to harass me. It's the same thing with my dog. We have a German Shepherd. And um, she thinks she's human. But anyway, uh, she had, um, what is that she had? Heartworm. And, uh, and I was shocked when the doctor told me that, but then when I got home and the Lord said, well, what you going to do? You, you, you speak to everything else. Speak to the dog, speak to your dog heartworm. I said, hmm, Lord, I ain't never thought about that. So guess what I did? I said, heartworm, this is my dog. God gave me this dog. In the name of Jesus, I curse you. I command you to die and don't come back. And I ain't giving no, whatever that is, heartworm pill. I ain't, giving, I ain't giving none of that. So I took it back the next year. I said, well, I told my wife, I said, well, this is going to tell whether or not I've heard or not. I mean, if the dog dies, okay, it's not a big deal. No, it's not a, not a human. Right? But I love my dog, so I wasn't trying to be. Uh, so the, she went in there, did a little x-ray, did a little thing. She said, she said, Pastor, she say, and she's a nice little lady. She said, oh, it's working with, with, with well, the stuff we gave you, so just keep giving it because she'll have. And I hate to have to tell her. I said, Doc. <laughs> I said, Doc, I prayed over. I laid my hands on her, and she don't have no heart work. That was year one. 
took her back again a couple years ago. No heart one that year or two. Took her back again this year, right? No heart worm. See, they all now know she's healed by the word of God. Why? Because I took my authority. I can't fight thoughts with a thought. You fight thoughts with the word of Christ. You try to fight a thought with the flesh, with a thought, you're going to lose. Every time. So here, he said, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not what? War after the flesh. Watch the next verse, Casey. For the weapons of our warfare are not what? Carnal. See, you can't use carnality. Carnal just means things of the natural. You can't use it because what's going against you, uh, uh, Sister Pat, it's, it's, it's attacking you in the flesh, but it's coming out of the spirit. So you feel it through your emotions. You can feel it through your senses, the attack, the assault. And so therefore, you think that it's physical. You think it's natural when it's not. It's spiritual. Notice the scripture said, for the weapons of our warfare are not what? Carnal, meaning they're not natural. But they're what? Mighty through what? God to what? The pulling down a stronghold. Who's going to have to do the pulling down the stronghold? I do. So when your body is under attack, you have to stop and say, no, 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 in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood over my head. I plead the blood over my immune system. If your immune system has been compromised, start speaking to it. You got an open door. This is the opportune time for your immune system to, be, to come alive, to be strengthened, because God did not give you immune system to be weakened or to live under stress and to say, well, you know, uh, you got to be careful. You're going to always. No, 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 no. No. Now, you don't, you don't get mad with the doctor. He's just giving you or she's just giving you what they have. But then you go to the word of God right here. He said, Next verse, Casey. Uh, case. Well, you know the word strongholds. Go back just for a moment. I'm sorry. Strongholds. Notice this. To the pulling down of stronghold. One of the Greek words for the word strongholds are barriers. You notice like on the I-10, east and west, they have those barriers. Especially when they're working on the road, they put those barriers there to keep you that's going eastbound, going that way, those westbound. Well, those barriers that keep you in that lane. Well, these barriers is to keep you thinking in the same light so that you don't come out. It wants you to think poor. It wants you to think sick. It wants you to think, you, you understand what I'm saying? That's what it wants you to think. That's what this barrier, that's what these struggles. You have to be the one to cast it down. Look at the next verse, verse 5. Casting down what? Imaginations. You're not getting rid of your imagination. You're casting down this negative imagination. God gave you your imagination. But the enemy will use your, wants to use your imagination through words and get you to paint a picture in your mindset called fear, doubt, unbelief. Okay? So notice this. He said, casting down the imagination, every high thing that exalt itself against what? So you see, whatever's going on in your body, whatever's going on in your finance, guess what it does? It's trying to exalt itself above the knowledge of God. Hmm? Notice this. You and I have to do what? This is your part. Do what? Bring it what? Bring it where? In the captivity. Hmm? Every thought to what? So you see, if you don't bring it to the, the when we say the obedient Christ, because of what Jesus did for you at Calvary. If you don't bring it to the obedience of Christ, then you won't get the benefits. You can talk about it. I don't, I'm tired of talking about it. Right? I want to walk in that open door. And get all the treasures of God's goodness that's laid up for us. Nobody can stop you. Nobody can hinder you. 
the black man, the white man, the yellow man, the booger man, the hoodoo man, uh, the repo man, right? Nobody can stop you, Ray Ray, uh, Shaquita, baby, nobody can stop you. You stop yourself. By what? How, how, how do I stop myself? My mouth. Huh? Can you see that? And notice this. Look at verse 6. And having in a readiness to do what? To revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Glory to God. Amen. All right, Casey, go back over here to, uh, we'll wrap this up. Go back over here to um, Exodus 3. Y'all get anything out of this? Now watch this. See, Moses has his opened up, uh, is it uh, Exodus uh, 3, is it 3, 8? Was it 8? Or 3, 10? Yeah, notice there's 3, 8. Well, go, 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 go come back down, Casey. Uh, go. No, uh, the other way. Verse 9, yeah. It says, now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to who? Did it, come to, did it say come to Moses? Why am I doing this to you? Because what happened in chapter 2? Moses wanted to be the deliverer. Moses was trying to take care, right? And that's the reason why he had to run. Because why? He did something that it was not the appointed time. It was not the opportune time. If Moses would have took those 10 years, because when God spoke to Moses, it was like in the 390th year that the children of Israel was in Egypt. Now, they weren't in, they weren't in captivity all 400 years. Because they were there, they were there, they got in there through Joseph. And the Pharaoh that was there, they lived something like maybe 150-something years without being in slavery. Because of Joseph. It's just the Pharaoh that came after this new Pharaoh who didn't know God, who didn't know the, what God did for the children of Israel, didn't know what God did for, uh, for the nation. So he took them into captivity. Okay? But notice this. And if y'all want to hear more about this, I'm not trying to promote no, but it, I do have podcasts. Okay? So you can... You can subscribe to the Favorite Church on your podcast, whatever your podcast is, and you'll hear all these lessons, more of what I'm saying, okay? Notice this. He said, now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come where? Unto me, and I have done what? Now, here you go. I have what? Also what? Seen the oppression where with what? The, the Egyptian have done what? Notice God didn't say nothing about you. I've seen. I've come down. Right? Look at that verse uh, 10. Now we're getting ready to see what Moses' part is. What your part is. What my part is. Look what God said. Come now. Sound like you're from, from southwest Louisiana, huh? Come now, therefore. <laughs> come here, you. <laughs> Come down, therefore, and I will do what? Look what God said. Now he's ready. You see that, Sister Margaret? Now he's ready. I will do what? Send thee where? Unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest what? Bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. See, if you don't discern the timing... See, now Moses' appointed time is right now. The open door for him, what he's called for, is right now. See, God had to prepare him, just like you and I. God has to make you ready for whatever that is he purposed in your life. It's not that he's trying to withhold, but you're at a place right now. Most of you are ready to step in. You're ready to step in. You've been waiting. You've been looking. You're ready to step in. So when God comes knocking at the door of your heart, now you're going to find out, are you really wanting to move forward with him? Hmm? 
Watch this. Next verse. And Moses said to God, I am who? And Moses said unto God, who am I? You see his attitude now? What was his attitude before? See, he, he went out there before. I'm going to stop this. You know, I'm, I'm the deliverer. I'm called to do this. Huh? Let me, let me show you what I'm saying. Uh, Acts 7, Casey. Acts 7, 20. Acts 7. Because, see, Exodus don't put this, so you have to look at Stephen's message to King Saul. And he's rehearsing everything about how uh, God set the children of Israel free. Now, we won't read the whole thing, but notice this. In verse 22, it says, go back to verse 20. It said, in which time Moses was born and was exceedingly fair and nourished up in his father's house for three months. Okay. And when he was cast out, Pharaoh's daughter took him and nourished him for her own son. Now, he's a Hebrew. They're supposed to kill them all. Hmm? And Moses was learned in all what? Wisdom of Egypt, of the Egyptian, and he was mighty in words and in deeds. So Moses was already a man trained of war. He had all the wisdom of it. So he was, he was prepared. Okay? Watch this. Next verse. And when he was what? Come on, talk to me, class. When he was what? A full 40 years old, what happened? It came where? Into his heart to do what? To visit his brethren, the children of Israel. See, he knew he was called. But he didn't discern the timing to be the deliverer. Is that right? Next verse. And seeing one of, the, uh, one of them suffer wrong, he defended them, avenged him that was oppressed, and he smoked the Egyptian. See, he knew he was called, but he went about it wrong. Verse, next verse. Oh, that's it? No. Huh? Oh that's, oh, that's the next verse. For he supposed his brother would have understood. See that? How that God by his hand would deliver them. See, he knew it. But they didn't recognize him. If you, just because, you know, and that's the same thing. We got people wanting to start new churches. They want to start new ministries. They want to start new business. Because why? And they just think, well, you know, people got to hear my voice. People got to hear, I got to get the message out. That might be so. But what if the timing is wrong? Hmm? Well, I got to start that new chicken business. Well, I mean, I understand. I mean, I love good fried chicken. But what if it's not the right timing? What if it's not in the right place? Now you got to flop. Now when it is time for you to start it, you're scared. Hmm? Watch this. He said, for he supposed his brother would have understood how that God by his hand would deliver them, but they what? Understood not. What I'm trying to say, if God don't suit you for the call, people are not going to pay you no mind. Because it's not you that they follow, it's what's on you, it's what's in you that they're following. And if they if God don't show them that, then guess what? You got nothing. You have nothing. Next verse case. And the next day he showed himself unto them as they strolled, and he would have set them one at one again, saying, Sirs, you are brothers. Why do wrong one to another? Next verse. But he did that. Notice it. But he that did his neighbor wrong thrust him away, saying, Who made thee a ruler, a judge over us? Next verse. Will you kill me as you did the Egyptian yesterday? <laughs> Can you see that? I'm going to tell mama. Then he fled. Then fled Moses saying, you know, he was in a strange land and he begat two sons. One more verse. And when 40 years were expired, he was already 40 years old when he had to call. So now he's what? 80 years old, Lewis. 
He's 80 years old, and there appeared to him in the wilderness of the Mount Sinai, the angel of the Lord, in the flame of a fire bush. Now, just give me 10 more minutes. I'm going to show you the weaponry that made Moses ready. Go to the fourth chapter, Casey. In verse 1 of the book of Exodus, because now Moses got, uh, Moses asked the Lord, well, who shall I say sent me? He said, I am. That means I am will be whatever you need me to be. Okay, for that journey, right? Watch this. And Moses answered and said, but behold, look what he said now. Look at his attitude now, Jeremy. They will not what? Believe me. And that's the same folks that he was all eager to fight for. See it? See, but they will not believe me, nor hearken to my voice, for they will say, the Lord has not appeared unto me. Well, he should have had that attitude the first time. Hmm? Next verse. But see, now the Lord is involved now. It's his time. And the Lord said unto him, what is it, what is that where? In your hand. He said, a rod. That means he had a shepherd rod. Huh? He had a stick. Just like this. One of my members made this. Back there, she made this. That's my shepherd rod. Uh, <laughs> Pastor Hill. Every now and then I got to, you know, stretch it out and say, what's the matter with you? You, wake up. No, <laughs> but notice this. This was, it was just a stick. It was just something he carved out. It's a shepherd rod. And look what God said. What is that in your hand? He said, a rod. Watch this next verse. And he came, he's, he said, cast it down to the ground. And he cast it to the ground and it became what? A serpent. And Moses did what? He fled from before it. Watch this now. Watch this. Next verse. And the Lord said to Moses, put forth thine hand and take it where? How many of us know you don't take a snake by the tail? This is just see, are you ready to follow me? God's not going to tell you something to do that you can. He's telling you to do something that he knows you can't. Because if you, if you could do what you do because you can, you don't need God. You don't need to trust him, right? So watch this. And he put forth his hand and he caught it. And it became what? A rod in his hand. What was God doing? God was making him ready, letting him know, I'm sending you as to deliver. You know that you are. Now I'm empowering you because when you stand before Pharaoh, now you're going to really have some resistance. Listen to me in this, in this final minutes I have. Just because the door is open to you in this season, you're going to have resistance that's going to come against you like never before. And the reason why the resistance is because you found purpose. But when you understand the call, when you understand what God has put in your hand, like Moses had to understand what it was that God put in his hand, the question is going to be, what is it that God put in your heart? It's not what's in your hand, it's what's in your heart. Because you're going to have to have this revelation, you're going to have to have this truth, and you have to make a bold stand and say, hey, no evil shall befall me. Nor any plague come now my dwelling. What are you doing? I'm standing on that promise. I'm standing on that truth. It's the, look, God has given me this assignment, and you got to step in it. Amen. You got to step in it. Notice this. Next verse, Casey. He said, that they may believe that the Lord God, your father, I mean, their father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has appeared unto thee. So the burden of the proof is always in the hand of God to show what is in his hand. If you're trying to prove that God calls you, you're going to fail. And you don't have to be, it's anything, ministry, business, anything, you're going to fail. It's, not, it's going to be a flute. The burden of the proof is not on you, it's in God. He has to be the one to reveal what is in his hand. You and I are the carriers of that good. 
Amen? Amen? Watch this. Next verse, Casey. And the Lord said to him, furthermore, unto him, put now your hand in your bosom. And he put his hand in his bosom. And when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous as snow. And he said, now put down the hand in thy bosom again. And, put, and he put it in his bosom again. He plucked it out. And notice, it, behold, it turned again as what? Other flesh. What will God do? Building his confidence to stand before Pharaoh, to go back and stand before the children of Israel first and get their attention to know that God has sent me. Yeah, you got to have proof. You got to have proof. You just can't say, well, the Lord sent me to you. Okay, what is it? You know, you don't have to tell them. They got to see it on you. It's something you wear. Righteousness. That's right. It's something you wear. Are y'all following what I'm saying here? And then you know, started in, uh, in closing, go to chapter 5 for a minute, Casey, and look at verse 1. Watch this. This is the last couple of scriptures I'm going to give you tonight. Let me show you the opposite. After Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, let my people go that they may uh, hold a feast under me in the wilderness. Keep going. Pharaoh said, look what Pharaoh said. See, now you get ready to have real opposition. Because there's a lot of Pharaohs on your job. Hmm? Companies you work for. Communities you live in. Hmm? Look what he said. Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? That's what the devil is saying today. Principalities and power. Who is that man up there talking about telling you talking about you can let go of this cocaine? When I've been with you all this time. You know when you need your fix? Huh? Right? See, it is, it's, not, it's not the physical thing anymore. It is a spiritual battle that you have encountered. The principalities and powers and rulers of darkness is what Satan is you. You very hear very little about the devil's name in the Old Testament. But under the New Covenant, notice how his name is used. Because of what Jesus did. Because that's your fight now. Pharaoh said, "Who? I don't know the Lord. And I'm not going to even let you go. Watch the next verse. And they said, the God of the Hebrew has met with us. Let us go. We pray the three-day journey and etc. Let us sacrifice unto the Lord. Okay, next verse. And the king of Egypt said to them, Wherefore do ye, Moses and Aaron, let the people, uh, notice it, let the people from their work. Look what he said. Get, get unto your birth. So in other words, the people got too much idle time on their hand. Look at the next verse. And Pharaoh said, Behold, the people of the land are many, and that you may uh, make them rest from their burden. Keep going. And Pharaoh commanded the same day that the taskmasters of the people say, of their officers saying, you shall no more give the people straw to make brick. Henceforth, let them go and gather the straw for themselves. Know what Moses just did. He just made it worse for them. What is that? Distraction. When you have direction, be ready for distraction. Something going to come up. Something going to start standing up before you and denying you the access of, you say, man, I ain't never had this kind of hell come against me. I ain't never had this kind of resistance. What is this going on? You got direction now. The enemy is after the thing that God put in you. Are you getting this? He's after the word. He's after the promise. He's after the dream. He's after the vision. And if you back off and say, well, that's just too much. Well, the devil won. That's all he won. Until you wore out, until you're weary, until you have no more strength to get up and say, I'm going to move forward in what God called me to. What's the first thing we say? Oh, I'm getting too old for this. That should never come out of believers now. Next verse, Casey. And know that the tale of bricks, he said, they're going to make more. They can't diminish from it. 
And notice verse 9. And he said, let there, be, uh, let there more work be laid upon the men and the labor therein. Now the children of Israel is upset with Moses. Why? Because now he made it worse for them. And what I'm trying to show to you, if you don't have the proof, if you don't have the evidence that God sent you, I'm telling you, people are going to run from you. But when it's the right timing, the right season of what God has called and put in you, you're going to step in. Yes, there's going to be resistance. Yes, there's going to be opposition. But this time, you've been empowered. The first time, he was not empowered. That's what make all the difference. Amen? Any questions? Any questions tonight about anything I said? Anything that concerns you tonight that I'm saying that you didn't understand, that you got questions? Because you need to walk out of here tonight knowing. Because it starts now. It starts now.